Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you, steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The looming threat of nuclear proliferation is something that few people are talking about. Recently, Vladimir Putin made some startling threats about when and how he would retaliate against any power that threatens Russia or Russia's allies. Friends, this is definitely something that we need to be keeping our eyes on. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on March 11th, 2018. As I was preparing for today's Prophecy Update, I was struck with how swiftly everything is happening, how fast everything is speeding up. To me, it's almost as if world leaders are being motivated by some force to move quickly and to strike while the proverbial iron is hot. So what I want to talk about today is what seems to be this global expediting of sorts. And in so doing, I want to answer the question of why the fulfillment of Bible prophecy is on fast forward. I've used that illustration before. I do not see uh, anyone or anything being able to push the pause button on how fast things are going. Rather, I see it as someone pushing the fast forward button. Things are moving so fast, so fast. I want to start with this Jerusalem Post article in which they ask the question of, why is the U.S. speeding up its Jerusalem embassy move? In it, they say, the State Department's announcement that it will essentially move its embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem in phases, with the first stage to begin as early as May to coincide with Israel's 70th Independence Day, is a, quote, significant shortening of the timeline. So what happened? Why now has the U.S. decided to at least call the current consulate in Jerusalem an embassy and move Ambassador David Friedman and some of his staff to the location by mid-May? By the way, mid-May is about a month and a half away. The writer goes on to provide three reasons which, in all fairness, may have some merit, at least geopolitically. 
However, it's my belief that there's more to it than one of the writer's assertions that Netanyahu needs a political boost amidst numerous investigations being conducted against him in Israel. The thought is that Trump wants Netanyahu to remain in office so that, and because of that, he'll do anything to help him out politically. And that's one of the reasons that would certainly provide that needed political boost. On Friday, Arut Sheva published an article about how in the era of Trump, time is no longer on the side of the Palestinians. This is a very interesting article. In it they quote Education Minister Naftali Bennett as saying that President Donald Trump has fundamentally changed the equation in negotiations between Israel and the Palestinian Authority. According to the Jewish Home Chief, President Trump's historic December 2017 declaration recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital and announcing plans for the relocation of the U.S. Embassy removed any incentive for the Palestinian Authority leadership to delay final status talks, potentially making negotiations with Israel more likely. This is why I've uh, referred to this declaration and decision by Trump as brilliant. It's brilliant. (laughs) The declaration, argued Bennett, has the potential to, and I'm quoting, please listen, allow or accelerate peace or enable peace. And this is the thought. Listen, the Palestinians, said Bennett, over the past 50 years had a very simple strategy. Time was on their side. So, they'll just wait. And every time they wait, they get a better deal. That's true. If you look through 93 through 2000, in 2007, the deal just got better. So why not wait? What he's actually done is reverse that vector, that trend, and suddenly, I like that word suddenly, Suddenly, the Palestinians realize that time is not necessarily on their side, and maybe they should start moving. By the way, there's a, I was reading an article, I didn't include it today, I may uh, uh, in, in the next week or so, but there is uh, some concern about the health of one Mahmoud Abbas. That would be a game changer. That would be a game changer. So we'll see. So there's urgency now on the part of the so-called Palestinians as well. The one word I think that we need to, well, there's more than one, but uh, I'm going to try to highlight them in as much as I'm able as I read uh, these reports. But uh, words like sudden and uh, uh, changing the whole timeline and uh, reversing that vector and, and replete throughout all of these and the many others like them, we see this sort of common denominator. On Thursday, Arut Sheva also published a report that the Czech president wants the move of their embassy 
to Jerusalem to be, and here's another word, expedited. This after the U.S. announcement that their Jerusalem consulate would become an embassy on May 14 for Israel's 70th anniversary, Israel's ambassador to Prague, Daniel Moron, tweeted that according to the Czech paper, Ziman would like his country to follow U.S. President Donald Trump's lead. I think you'll remember that uh, shortly after the election of uh, Donald Trump as President of the United States, that in one of the prophecy updates I made the comment that uh, Bible prophecy will now speed up. And I use those exact words. And now I think that it is uh, bearing out right before our very eyes. Speaking of the expediting prior to this May, I'm sure that you, like me, were quite stunned by the sudden breaking news that the North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un and the U.S. President Donald Trump have agreed to meet prior to May. May is going to be a very interesting month, just saying. (laughs) According to Al-Arabiya, the meeting is to secure a deal to remove nuclear weapons from the Korean Peninsula. While the announcement was sudden, Trump did not appear alongside Chung, but earlier had made a surprise appearance in the White House press briefing room to promise that South Korea would soon make a, quote, major announcement. I, I'm there, I got, you know, the screens, and all of a sudden, you know, the ticker tape, breaking news, breaking news, which is why I keep the screens on all the time. I got to know, I got to be, you know, on top of this thing. And I always like to see breaking news. I'm like, yes, Lord, what what just happened? Because I just know that it means you're coming soon, and I want you to come soon. So I want you to come quickly, so bring it on. That's in a sanctified way that I say that. And, and sure enough, out of nowhere, Trump to meet North Korean dictator. Are you kidding me? This is crazy. What in the world? What's the hurry? What's the urgency? Why before May? Why now? Al-Arabiya goes on to say, Trump welcomed this as, quote, very positive, implying that he believes he is, again, quoting, and listen to the wording, (laughs) on the verge of a swift and unexpected breakthrough for his so-called maximum pressure campaign to force Kim to accept disarmament talks. Earlier Thursday, China's foreign minister Wang Yi had also cautiously welcomed the apparent breakthrough and called for Washington and the North to engage in dialogue, listen, sooner rather than later. Now's the time, is the bottom line. According to Reuters, it seems that Russia, Iran, and Turkey are not going to wait for May, and instead will meet next month in April. And it's rumored that Putin, Rouhani, and Erdogan, who cooperate closely on Syria, 
will likely have as one of the many topics of any talks the situation in Syria. Listen, I know that I sound like a broken record when I say this, and for you younger people, a record is a black, big-looking CD that goes round and around on a turntable, which I understand are making a comeback, by the way. So uh, I'm going to say it again. This is Isaiah 17 concerning the prophecy of the destruction, sudden destruction of Damascus and Syria, so much so that it becomes uninhabitable. All the players are in place. Everything is in place. Nothing needs to happen for that prophecy to be fulfilled. We are on the cusp of seeing that prophecy fulfilled. And then that prophecy, I truly believe, is the catalyst for another prophecy, which is that of Ezekiel 38, which includes Russia, Iran, and Turkey, along with other nations allied together in a nuclear attack against Israel that God will thwart. God himself will intervene. And there's nobody there, no no United States, to come to Israel's defense. The only defense Israel has is their God. And it's really interesting, there's a detail in Ezekiel 38 where God says, I'm going to do this so that you and even they will know that I am the Lord your God. I love it in the Old Testament. For those of you who have been with us on Thursday nights in our study through the Old Testament, how many times would we read that? I am the Lord thy God. I am the Lord thy God. Hear, O Israel. Oh, <laughs> talk about getting their attention. They're going to they're gonna see that this had to be the Lord. It was not their military might, although Israel's military might is formidable. It was the hand of their Almighty God that protect, protected them and preserved them during this attack, yet future, in Ezekiel 38. I, I guess what I'm saying is that all of these prophecies are coming to pass, and we're seeing them about to be fulfilled exactly as we were told they would. Now, this comes on the heels of one of the most, if not the most, astonishing statements ever to come from Vladimir Putin. Haaretz reported on it with the headline, Putin claims Russia has nuclear-tipped underwater drones and new supersonic weapon. Supersonic means hyperspeed faster than anything else that has ever been created. According to the report, Putin said that, listen to the ominous threat from Vladimir Putin directed at the U.S. Listen very carefully. Putin said that the U.S. has ignored Russian complaints. No one has listened to us. You listen to us now, he warned, adding, I'm not bluffing. Oh, them are fighting words. We will interpret, listen, any use of nuclear weapons against Russia and its allies. Who, who's Russia's out? Oh, Iran. No matter how powerful they are, who do you think he's talking to there? 
of low, medium, or any other yield, that's pretty open-ended, as a nuclear attack, he said. It will trigger an, listen to this word, immediate, immediate answer with all the consequences stemming from it. No one should have any doubts about it. Wow. Wow. Really? (laughs) Uh, Did he just say that if there's any attack on Russia or any of its allies, that's it? They're going to launch and... Yeah. On Thursday, March 1st, Megyn Kelly interviewed Vladimir Putin, and to her credit, she pressed him by asking him this, quote, Let us talk about present day and going forward, because what you said today was that you would use these weapons, speaking of the nuclear weapons, if Russia or her allies come under attack. And the question is whether you meant any attack or only a nuclear attack on Russia or its allies. Very important question because um, this could mean that if the U.S. and or Israel were to shoot down another drone belonging to Russia and Iran, that would be what Putin would see as a justified use of nuclear weapons. Can you say Ezekiel 38? So that's a good question. What's the answer? Oh, (laughs) Putin, as he's been known to do, completely dodged the question, which prompted Megyn Kelly, again to her credit, to ask him a second time saying, quote, but again, you say that you are going to use these weapons, these nuclear-powered weapons, if Russia or its allies come under attack. Any attack or a nuclear one? Good job. (laughs) What's your answer? I'm going to read you the answer, but I want to mention one thing, parenthetically, real quick here. You know who else is an ally of Russia? North Korea. Oh, do you think that if anything happened... Oh, and by the way, some are suggesting, and there could be some merit to this, that if the... uh, what are they calling it? I, I, I know they're dubbing it a lot of things. You know, when Trump meets with Rocket Man <laughs> and they're playing Elton John music in the background, I don't know. But um, what if that doesn't come out very good? It's being suggested that that's when, <laughs> uh, if it doesn't end well, then the U.S. does something and launches something against North Korea. Uh, North Korea is an ally of Russia. Okay, so Putin, uh, does this mean a nuclear attack or just any attack? Any attack on you or any of your allies, which is it? Is it both? Listen to his response. There are two reasons why we would respond with our nuclear deterrence forces. A nuclear attack on the Russian Federation or a conventional What? (laughs) Conventional? A conventional attack on the Russian Federation, given that it jeopardizes the state's existence. Megyn Kelly then asks, 
That is consistent with the existing Russian doctrine on the use of nuclear weapons, to which Putin responds by saying, quote, exactly. There are two possible reasons for a nuclear retaliation, end quote, namely nuclear or conventional. Listen, I try not to get sensational or provocative, but I don't know how else to say it. This is huge. This is huge. How do I say it without... This changes everything. This declaration changes everything. What Putin, whom some believe is the most dangerous man on the planet, more dangerous than uh, Islam and Islamic terrorism, Putin, this one man. And whenever you think of Russia, you have to include synonymously Iran. Because Russia and Iran for many, many years have had a mutual defense treaty. And so too has Iran and North Korea, by the way. And make no mistake about it, North Korea's nuclear capabilities are also capabilities that Iran and with them Russia have, not will have, have. The delivery systems now to deliver these nuclear devices. Okay. Suffice it to say, everything is speeding up and heating up and revving up like never before. And this brings us to the aforementioned question of why. And at the risk of an oversimplification, the answer is, Because the Bible tells us that this is exactly what will happen leading up to the Lord's return at the rapture of the church. I'll be more specific. Replete throughout Scripture, we find passage after passage describing this revving up, if you will, with greater frequency and intensity likened unto that of a woman in labor. What do we know to be true about labor pains? They come with greater frequency and greater intensity. And Jesus himself likened his return to a woman giving birth. His his coming would be like the baby coming when a woman gives birth. The woman, (laughs) you'll you'll forgive the... During my uh, wife's and I, we, we couldn't have children for 10 years. We were, you know, uh, we had what they called unexplained infertility. I learned more about uh, the female anatomy than I ever cared to know. But I just know that the woman is dilated to a 10 when that baby is coming. And by the way, when those birth pains start, you don't put them on pause. Can you imagine the doctor coming in saying, you know what, we got to go to lunch, I have a staff meeting, so I know you're having birth pains, we're just going to put them on hold till I get back? No. <laughs> Once those birth pains start, that baby's coming. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready, because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. 
This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.